0: Dope
2: Black Now Dope Black. Dope Black. listening to the Dope Black Dads Podcast, I am your host Lewis Howell and I'm really interested to talk about this topic of uplifting women and girls, which is so critically important because if you think about here in the UK to start with, and I think it's quite common across certain parts of Western civilization or one could even argue globally, for us to come across women and girls who genuinely don't feel seen, don't feel heard and more often than not, it takes a lot for them to build self-esteem. And why is that? I think we're living in a time where societally, it's sexist. It's happened for, if I'm being honest, a number of years decades, centuries even, where women have often been seen as less than, where the norm has been to elevate and center the male perspective, the male experience, putting men as those who are expected to be able to succeed, to receive and i.e. have others be of service to them. But where does that leave women? You know, we think about great movements, where women have had to go about being able to fight for their own rights, being able to fight for their own opportunities, because quite often, they were pushed away from those opportunities. They didn't necessarily feel they had those rights. They were marginalized. They were all of that. And so we really have to do work as men to use our privilege, to use the fact that we've often been centered as the priorities in our societies to go about saying, what is the role that we play to balance the scales? But today, we're not going to talk about everything that happens on a societal level. We're going to keep it real specific. We're going to focus on what we can do as individuals, because it's all well and good talking about everything that needs to happen at a macro level. But let's talk micro for a second. And I'm going to start with a story. And this is not because I'm trying to impress anybody, but to impress upon our amazing listeners, impress upon the dope black community that is. We have to be aware of where our interventions may be opportunities to uplift women and girls. So some years ago, it was my mum's birthday, 50th. I was thinking milestone birthday. What? Come on, man, I gotta celebrate mum properly. So I said to my younger sister, listen, I'm gonna hire a boat. I'm gonna hire a boat to go down the River Thames and we're celebrating mum's birthday. Brought the idea to my mum. Oh, Lewis, you know, I'm not sure if we should do that because, you know, I don't want you to go and hire this boat and then, you know, we don't even end up filling the boat. I said, Mum, do you know who you are? I said, filling the boat? I'm not even talking about a big boat. I'm talking about a capacity of 120 people. She's like, yeah, but, you know, that's quite a lot. I said, I said, excuse me? I mean, don't get me wrong. Let's even just start with our family. I'm going to rule. Our family is a big family. But on top of that, Mum, do you know how long in this particular local community you have been contributing then if you talk about other communities where you've always been willing to give and be of service do you know how much people are appreciative of your input into their life i said don't don't get me mad to be honest 120 is too small it's too small fast forward to the day the boat was full yeah hardly any moving space Mom's giving her a speech, she's crying, talking about, "Oh, I'm so grateful for people coming. And I'm saying to myself, why are you surprised? This was always going to happen. Now, why am I sharing this story? Not because I want to tell you about the fact that I hired a boat for my mom's birthday, but because for me, once she was resistant and or concerned about the idea of being able to fill this boat for a party to celebrate her birthday, it made me realise she's not actually resistant to the number she does not necessarily see herself as worthy of having a party of that significance focused on her. She doesn't see herself as being allowed to be in the spotlight to that extent. So for me it became more about how do I demonstrate to my mum that you are somebody that is worthy of celebration. And that you should always be seeking environments where you will be celebrated. And as the amazing motivational speaker that I listen to a lot, Eric Thomas, always says, how do I put her in a space where she's being celebrated, not tolerated? Because unfortunately, that is how so many women in our society feel, especially black women. Because as you know, when you combine the experiences of racism and sexism, it becomes very clear that those black women often feel as if, they're not seen they're not even seen another story i got a very close friend who's like a sister to me and one time she was sending me a voice note you know on whatsapp and in sending her voice note you know she's walking down the street and she observed something she said she saw a woman standing on the side of the road ready to cross at a zebra crossing and the car just drove straight past now for those of you that drive you know and even those of you that are pedestrians you should know the person who's the pedestrian has right of way. Once they get to the side of the road a zebra crossing, they're meant to be allowed to cross. The cars are supposed to stop for them. And she randomly, just as like a comment in passing said, wow, that car didn't even stop for that woman. That really demonstrates to me when they talk about black women feeling invisible. Because the car didn't even stop for the woman. And for me, it always stuck with me because it made me realize that as a man, I need to be more conscious of how I show up and how I take up space. Because quite often, it's so easy for us as men to feel like, well, we have the right to speak. We have the right to be heard. We have the right to challenge and make commentary. But in doing so, we don't always necessarily create the space and offer the space for women's voices to be heard, for their experiences to be shared, for their challenges to be communicated. So it's important for us to do that, starting in our own families. I mean, I've got a very young daughter, don't get me wrong. Like, she's not even necessarily talking yet. That's how young she is. But one of the things that I, ha- I am doing already is building the habit of speaking to her, even though she cannot respond using the English language yet, but speaking to her as if I want to hear like, Tell me what your thoughts are on this. Tell me what I can do to be better at this. Just because then I'm ready for when she's got things to say. Now, who knows? I may end up in a situation where she's got so many things to say that I'm going to, like. why did I sign up for this? Why did I give her such an opportunity to be able to give me all of these responses? Am I even going to be able to handle it? Well, I'm going to have to handle it. As a man, and as a dope black dad, I'm going to have to handle it. That's the responsibility I'm stepping into. It's not about me saying, oh my gosh, what if I open up a can of worms and suddenly there's, yeah, that's great. Handle it, bro. Handle it. If you're a dope black dad, be dope and handle it. Respond. Do you get what I'm saying? Make adjustments. But if I look at... The woman in my life who I'm grateful to call my fiancé, the woman who, you know, blessed me with the opportunity to be able to bring a daughter into the world with.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door.
2: my journey of having to ensure that she feels celebrated has been so interesting so it's it's funny because we do a lot of like reading books together and stuff like that and when we read these books together especially around relationships it often paints the picture of how oftentimes women do just want to be heard and i know for me as a man and a lot of the books that i've read often tend to reinforce this When women share things with us, we often want to go into like, Well, why did you do that? Why don't you just do this? Or actually the logical thing for you to do was this, or actually why don't you consider just doing this in us jumping to wanting to give solutions in us jumping to how they could have done something differently from a strategy standpoint, from an action standpoint, from a behavior standpoint, from a decision standpoint, what we're really doing is muting them again. The fact they've plucked up the courage to share openly and vulnerably that they were facing a challenge, that something frustrated them, that this particular thing happened and they didn't like it. All we needed to do was allow that space to be one where they felt safe, to be one where they felt heard, to be one where they felt that that sharing was fully acknowledged and embraced and that space could exist for them as long as they needed in that moment, but, but, but can also be created as and when they may need it going forwards. Encouraging them to talk about, well, Where did that come from then? Like, are there any things that you think are underlying fears for you? I'll give you an example. My fiance is currently studying for her full teaching qualification. She's a teacher in a school and she's on the full teaching qualification at the moment. And it's something that she's been doing for a little while. She had things get in the way, such as the pandemic and then the birth of our daughter and things like that. And on top of that, and I'm sure she won't mind me sharing, my fiance is also dyslexic. And if I'm being 100% honest, the provider of her course, I think they could have done more to be a lot more supportive for her needs as a learner. So oftentimes she would talk about her course and wanting to finish it, but kind of get into a bit of a downward spiral and a bit of a negative state as it comes to like, you know, the idea of having to write all of these essays and complete all of this work and get all of this workplace evidence. Because in her mind, you know, she doesn't necessarily feel that she's the strongest academically. So oftentimes I just sit with her while she's in that state and sometimes she might even be in tears and I just ask her and I say, listen, is there anything in your life that you've put your mind to before and you haven't been able to get through or succeed with? Please, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me of moments. Tell me about when you were in university and you said that at one point you wanted to leave. This was prior to our relationship, but full stop. When you were in university and you were, you know, feeling like you were struggling and then you wanted to leave, but you saw it out to the end and you came out with a degree and you got a good grade. Tell me about the times when you weren't sure what you wanted to do with your career, but then you found the pathway of teaching and now you're a phenomenal educator who designs phenomenal lessons and has pupils who absolutely love you and celebrate you because of how much of of a great teacher you are. All of this demonstrates to me that you are someone who when you put your mind to something, when you commit, you always succeed. This will be no different. Regardless of the challenges you're facing today, this will be no different. So sometimes as men, we just need to remind women, the women and and girls in our lives, listen, there's nothing that you've ever done before that you haven't succeeded with. And guess what? I'm going to be willing to help where I need to. So tell me how I can help. Does that mean I need to go about being able to cover certain things that you currently see as your responsibility so you can dedicate more time, effort and energy into this particular commitment does it mean that actually you might need me to be able to sit with you and you can and maybe read over some of the work that you've done does it need for me to be able to just give you positive feedback on the stuff that you have achieved does it mean we need to carve out time in the household for us to talk about your wins like you wrote an essay today let's make sure we actually celebrate that win so it starts to sink into your subconscious that you are making progress like what is it that we need to do because there's nothing that's going to get in the way of you succeeding in this area because you've always succeeded before. And I need you to know that you're celebrated. I need you to know that this negativity that you're feeling now, as much as it's okay, it's okay to feel like that in a moment, but we can't let that be your overriding state. We can't let that be the norm for you because you deserve more and you deserve better. So the crux of everything that I wanted to speak about today, Dope Black Community, is this. It's so important for us to raise our level of awareness about where the women and girls in our lives may be seeking spaces to be heard, to be seen, to be acknowledged and to be embraced. And when we go into those spaces, allowing their voices to be centered, it's not about us always necessarily. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure I'm not perfect. I still probably do it every now and then without realising. But where possible, we try our best to not Create spaces where we suddenly then want to move into coaching them and mentoring them and telling them, well, why don't you consider this or why don't you just do this? And oh, don't be so emotional because you could just, nah, man. Those spaces need to welcome emotional responses to things, in allowing them to sit with that and work through that, allowing us to be sounding boards and listening ears for them, so that then when they feel ready, they know we've got their support after those spaces have been created, for them to be able to go on a journey and not feel they're going on it alone. I am a big believer that women work so much better when they know that there is a collective approach to being able to reach a destination. And we need to be part of that collective. We don't need to be positioning ourselves as the ones leading that particular journey. What we need to be willing to do is be quote unquote, servant leaders by saying, where can I serve? Where can I support? Where can I celebrate? Where can I help to identify and raise awareness of wins, of progresses, of successes? And that's what it's all about. Because once the women and girls in our lives realize that they are seen, they are heard, they are are acknowledged, they're not being overlooked in the way that society wants them to be. They're not gonna be downtrodden in our spaces and in our environments, but we are really on their side. We are really on their team. We are really in their camp. That's when, you will start to see that they genuinely feel uplifted and genuinely feel empowered. So listen, Dope Black community, I appreciate you listening. I hope that everybody can take something away from today and make one small adjustment. You're going to hear me say this on a lot of podcasts. One small adjustment so that going forwards, we can become even more dope as a Black community. I'm Lewis Howell. This has been the Dope Black Dads podcast, and I'll catch you on the next one.